Hi, Macy. Shelby. How are you? I'm hard. <laughs> Do you want to know why I'm tired? Color me intrigued. I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> So stupid. It's like not even this is literally normal. It's just life. I'm just like what? like the reason why <sighs> Okay, it's just okay. So first of all, I had to open this morning. So that means I had to be at work at six. So I had to leave home at 545. And I get really anxious about sleeping through my alarm. So I always make sure my alarm's like an hour before I have to leave. So I give myself an hour to get ready. Um, So that means I got up at 4.45, which means I had to go to bed at 8.45, which didn't happen because I own a cat. So I was was in bed, pillow, eyes shut, honk shoe, ready to go at 8.40. I was like, time for bed. I'm, I'm good. Hadn't been on my phone for like an hour. I was reading. All good. Did I have I, I have a great sleep routine. I am ready to rock and roll. But John is out of town for a business trip because he goes on business trips Boo. now. Boo. Which is normally fun and cute and fine because I get a little me time, a little me apartment time. But yeah, walk, walk in the cat in question is his baby boy. And so Joaquin bought him for bed middle of the night in the morning. And I sleep hung shoe like a little princess. But when John's <laughs> out of town, I do not sleep hung shoe like a princess. I am in charge of stopping him from climbing the dresser to mm. knock pictures that are on the wall and stuff like that. So there, So there's that. So I had to get up early. And then just like we've talked before, like it's just hard to like have a job where you're on your feet all day. And so that is annoying. Um, And then the like final, the final thing is I just got done working out, like literally finished doing like push-ups and then you were like I'm on and I ran in here (laughs) I was like stop doing push-ups we're podcasting this is mental effort now you were doing physical effort canceled done done can I tell you a story that happened to me this week that is the opposite of your cat story yeah do it So, so like I I usually open and opening for me means I have to get up at 3.50. Yeah, let yeah. me real quick be, be clear. I know that like... I, yeah, I know you know. <laughs> like, I'm aware, but I don't... I am a closer. Like I do not yeah. normally open. Like if you're not normally, used to opening in general, then yeah. Yeah. getting up early and is like, a struggle. And like I walk to work. So like... It's just that extra, like, okay, I'm not driving to work. I'm walking for yeah. 15 minutes, which is just extra physical exert. I'm just complaining. Your turn. Keep keep going. You're talking. All, all I'm saying is I usually set an alarm for 3.50, which gives me 25 minutes 
Well, it's more like 22 minutes to like call my lift and get to work um, or to get up and call the lift. Right. And then I get to work around 4.30. And the other day, like maybe three days ago, I just went to bed without setting my alarm like a like just accidentally was like and of course like you're not going to naturally wake up at 3 50 in the fucking morning like you you saying that my (laughs) body i like physically like clenched up and my heart started racing i (laughs) i have only ever i have worked this job for over a year and i've opened like four days a week that whole time so i've probably opened like 200 times i've only slept through opening one time in that year and a half or year and change whatever so whatever last week i like didn't set the alarm and for unknown reasons i just like went to sleep before i did all my bedtime stuff um and my cat woke me up at 250 which was not ideal, but as soon as she woke me up, I woke up like, <gasps> I didn't set my alarm. Like, I woke up already panicked. Like, I knew at that moment that I hadn't set the alarm, so I didn't know what time she had woken me up. So she woke me up at 2.50, which I could not, like, I woke up in a panic, so I couldn't get back to sleep. So it wasn't ideal to be woken up an hour early, but I, she really saved my just <laughs> like, three days ago. I was like, she knew. Oh my god! Listen, I will say, and like, I th- I have like two two reasons that I personally have boiled down to like why I am so frantic about my sleep. If you're early, you're on time. If you're late, don't even bother showing up because then the whole team is like punished. Yeah, like you know, like stuff stuff like that. You know, five a.m. workouts, and if you're late, that means the whole team is running five miles and you know uh, and so yeah anxiety so I just have that like anxiety um but then also like I I've I I think I've told you before I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast but like I've been just having like sleep anxiety lately like the last couple of months where I just get like if I'm not getting like eight hours of sleep like if I set my alarm and it says like seven hours and 45 minutes I will be like okay I have to set my alarm 15 more because if I don't eight or or even more because it's going to take me a little bit to fall asleep if I don't get eight hours of sleep all of these bad things are going to happen you know like I'm going to start gaining weight I'm going to break out I'm going to like let I don't I don't know this has never been a problem before but the last couple months I've just I don't I don't know I should see a therapist anyways probably um, because like please don't give me that anxiety because to get eight hours of sleep for me to wake up at 3 50 i would have to go to bed at seven so that's no, why 6 last night that's why last night i i was like i have to go to bed at 8 30 because i have to get eight, i have to wake up i have i have to get eight hours of sleep um but obviously it's just like physically impossible for me to get eight hours of sleep every night so yeah um i really hope you do not catch this is good this is good that you can live like this because i used to be able to like when we uh you know when we were living in nashville together i would i like i i am a night person like i want to be up late um and then 
you know, like, fuck it. If I get four hours of sleep, I'm chilling because I had a great night. You know, like, whatever. Yeah. And then suddenly in the last couple of months, my brain is like, actually, if you don't get 13 hours of sleep, you're going to die. So better go to bed. (laughs) It's definitely Uh because you haven't been hanging out with the girlies slash the guys because as soon I feel like as soon as there is something that you want to stay up for so badly when we're just like together hanging out like when we left for spooky ghoul fest this last year I remember we stayed up two or three in the morning and then we were like yeah then we're gonna drive to Nashville we have to get up because we're gonna drive to Nashville at eight so we have to get up at seven and we were just like yeah but we're gonna stay up and play the music video drinking game uh so yeah I mean if anything I'm the one who goes to bed first yeah like if anything I'm always like peace y'all I'm sleeping now and you guys stay up until three in the morning (laughs) yeah I think also the idea there there's a lot about working for just like a small standalone local shop that I really miss like I really don't like working for a corporate uh entity um but one of the things when it comes to like sleep sleeping through your alarms stuff like that you open and it was one person in the coffee shop and one person in the kitchen and i slept through my alarm and i just frantic i woke up frantically texting my friend ryan who was opening the kitchen and just be like oh my god i'm so sorry i'm on my way i'm rushed like i am speeding i am on my way and he's just like yeah like listen no rush i just didn't unlock or like you're cool like <laughs> we just, like we're just still closed like, yeah yeah we're just close like i'm just hanging out in the back like i may i started coffee so that i could have some coffee to drink but like i'm just i'm <laughs> just like, you know like don't no you're good go wash your face girl chill. like you're chilling just wash chill. your face <laughs> yeah like don't don't worry about it put your contacts in but just working for like they're just so easy about which like I get like you're supposed to show up to work (laughs) you know like I'm not I'm not I'm not be you know I did have a customer this morning that like and this happens every once in a while lately like since 2020 every once in a while I will get a customer that really weird about and just like really wants to talk to me about like how no one wants to work these days. Oh my God. And no, and they're telling you the person who's like fucking slaving well, away to get them their coffee. And you're like, literally what? like, I am like, I'm, I'm working, I'm making his like Americano and like, you know, definitely one of the worst parts about being a barista is you're held hostage behind the <laughs> counter. And like, if a customer really wants to like share his thoughts and feelings with you they're gonna do it and like you're just trying to steam milk so it's not like you can be like oh i gotta go in the back it's like i have to steam this milk for the next customer so i guess i have to sit here and listen to you yeah like you're aware that i am making people's drinks and so i can't leave like (laughs) i can't leave and you know this so i'm gonna just nod and smile because i i'm just i'm non-confrontational like 
unless you say something really fucked up, I'm just gonna look at you and yeah, you know, just 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 like kind of yeah, Mm -hmm. whatever. You're gonna say be weird, like I don't care. But like today, this morning, one of my first customers is like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm making his Americano, so I'm not even. It's not even like I can like pretend I'm like. Oh, I'm busy steaming your milk for your drink. It's like, I'm just standing here staring at the machine waiting for the espresso to pull. (laughs) Yeah. So like, I'm just kind of like, okay, man. And he, he's like, he's like, yeah. Um, Hey, thanks for being here this morning. And I'm like, what? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No problem. Just kind of, you know, like I was still there. Like, we we had like stipend, so I'm like still there by myself, and so I'm just kind of like, yeah, man, like of course, no problem. Like I'm happy to be, you know, like just kind of yeah, shooting, the like sh- chilling, yeah, you know. And he's like, yeah, you know, like it's hard these days. Not a lot of people want to show up for work. <sighs> really, <laughs> really. I'm just like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I don't like, I don't know what you want me to tell you. Like, I don't understand where this conversation is now headed. Like, I don't know what reaction you want me to have because like, I, I have two reactions. One of which is that like, yeah, I do agree with you. I don't want to come to work. Like, I really don't. So you are right on that. Like, me and most of my coworkers, yeah, we don't want to be here. Like, yeah, work- it's not ideal. Work- which which we can, can emphasize is- at the top of every podcast, every episode, which I love. every episode. <laughs> yeah. We're like, we hate our jobs. We don't want to do this. Like, sure. And so there, in that point, I'm like, yeah, sir, I agree with you. You don't you don't want me to agree with you, though, because we're not on the same side of that yeah. agreement. Like, I'm like, you don't want to hear this. Then number two, I'm like, I actually don't agree with you. Like, where are all these people just not showing up to work? Like, I I keep hearing this, and like, I don't think it's worse oh, now than it ever has no. been in terms of like people who are kind of flaky. Like, well, like we're fully the whole argument. The whole argument started not to get political on the podcast, <laughs> but like, um, I. I really, really first started hearing this this conversation being had um, when things started opening back up after COVID shut down. Um, and it was like, no one wants to go back to work. They just want to get their, like, government money, blah, blah, blah. Like, all these places people keep quitting like they they they're so short-staffed and to that I always say two things because like a lot of my family had would bring that up to me and they'd be like you know like you're back to work like do you see and you you're a barista like do you see this like no one's working like blah 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 and I'm like okay well well first of all um course no one wants to be a waitress last time i was a waitress i was paid two dollars an hour like of course no one of course no one is like 
you know, just knocking down the door to go work these jobs where like they're not getting paid well, you know, like they're not being able to live off of the work they're doing. Um, but then on the other side of that, like when it pertained to specifically like COVID that I kept telling my family members is I'm like, well, first of all, um, people died. So yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that died that like physically can't go back to work. So I'm sorry about that. But also like, I remember having friends, like we, we both like knew people that during COVID they were like, well, I'm going to get a job online. I'm going to finish. I'm going to like do school online. And they got their degree and then they yeah. got a better job or like all throughout COVID. They're just like recording their music, doing their art, like, and then they didn't have to go back to their shitty jobs because they finally were able to like do these things you know also like i don't think anybody understand i don't think that many people understand like when businesses started coming back from covid it wasn't necessarily with the same amount of customer base like when the place that we worked pre-pandemic it had like probably 15 people employed or six or 15 to 20 i don't remember and then everybody got laid off at the beginning of covid and then when the business came back we had five people working like, yeah. So it wasn't nothing, like that those other to do with the workers. Yeah. It's like, not like those other 10 people were so shitty that they, we couldn't hire them back, but like we did not have any customers. So yeah, like lots of uh, traditional chatter about our jobs, et cetera. What have you been into Macy? What's what have I been into? Hmm. Yeah. Like what have you think. been reading? watching listening to thinking about this is my favorite thing to talk about just like all (laughs) the media that i love like if we could delete this whole podcast into our new podcast where it's just us for like hours just chatting about hours the things that we're (laughs) reading and watching and listening to i would be so happy um (laughs) this morning i finished (laughs) you hate our podcast Um, yeah okay god i hate this podcast um so this morning I finished uh, one of the books that I was in the middle of. I finished The Poppy War by RF. I think it's RF Kuang. Um, I hope I pronounced that right. Um, but it was fantastic. It's like a high fantasy. Um, it's the first in like a high fantasy. Um, but it is, you know, usually when you think of uh like high fantasy you think of a very like westernized white person type of fantasy you know but it is very clearly rooted in asian like broadly speaking asian i think mostly chinese culture um but there is a lot of like racial um talk which makes me think like that's why i say like broadly asian because like you know it's all-encompassing of like east asian based yes. fantasy love love yes I, that sounds yeah. really interesting um, actually wow if you want I, to throw that into the next yeah. thrift package i would read it <laughs> okay i will get you your own copy because i'm keeping this copy um well, i would return but, it obviously but <sighs> i guess just saying, like, i'm just saying my- <laughs> 
<laughs> anyways, anyways, um, I do think you should read it. I think everyone should read it. I thought it was very good, very fun. I don't usually read a lot of fantasy because I'm very picky about my fantasy. And so, like, I've just had too many. What is like really popular in fantasy is very bad to me. And so <laughs> that you're phrasing, it's bad yeah. to me. It's, it's no bad. good. It's we do not like. I hope you're having a good time out there. And I always try it because I like fantasy. It's mm-hmm. not like sci-fi where like I came to terms that I think I just don't really like sci-fi. So I just don't read it or, you know, I'm like, that's fine. It's not for me. So it's not like that where I'm just like reading it and I keep hating it. Um, <laughs> like, it's like want this but this is bad <laughs> um <laughs> but the poppy war is very good and very fun but also like terrible and heartbreaking and very clearly like um lots of parallels with real history when it comes to like genocide and uh Interesting. stuff like that a lot a lot of different stuff like that um but it's very good. I'm going to order the second soon. Um, what else? What else? What else? Um, I what have I been, what have I been listened to? I've already mentioned Lolita podcast on this podcast before, but I'm yes. almost done listening to it. Like I think I have one and a half episodes left. Um, and it's, it's good. I think everyone should listen to it. Um. That's coming from me because it is like a critical podcast series. Um, and as someone who really likes the book, um, understanding what it actually is about, like I, I, you know, I really like it and I'm not one of those yeah. people that like romanticizes it. Like I know what it is. Um, but also loves Lana Del Rey um because <laughs> there's a lot of really like interesting critic like um critic well yeah criticism of Lana Del Rey and her influence in the romanticization romanticization of Lolita mm-hmm. um which is like true um but like never affected me in that way and so it's more like i'm not going to stop liking her and her music but it is interesting uh and important to like truly like hear someone break down like no <laughs> like it's important we talk about this cuz there are yeah it's like hundreds of young girls that like directly point their influence to listening to Lana Del Rey when it comes to like fetishizing um Lolita and Lolita like I guess culture and stuff. Um so it's very good. I think everyone should listen to it, even if you haven't read the book. Um I'd say especially if you have no desire to read the book, you should definitely listen to the podcast. <laughs> um that's cool. Um very cool. I haven't been listening to any new podcasts or um reading any new books actually i've been reading some poetry which is like pretty crazy wild sexy quirky of me 
Um, but I've been like watching a lot of TV. Have you been reading like poetry collections or just like you're on the poetry archive dot org or whatever? I've been reading some poetry collections. Um, I've had I've rereading poetry collections, so not even anything like that interesting. I've been reading like a Yates collection and a That's Mary cool. Oliver collection. Um <laughs> just two of the greats, you know, just the greats. Um Perfect. my boyfriend recently got a subscription to Apple TV <laughs> so we could watch a TV show called Severance together. <sighs> and okay. Oh my god. I'm I'm not going to no spoil spoilers. anything. Yeah. I'm I'm on episode 3 so I can't. Okay. But like I want to watch it. It's on my list. Please please watch it. I, I I'm three okay. episodes in and it like it won't leave my brain. Like I'm so okay. fascinated. <sighs> it's so good. Um, okay. Adam Scott plays the main character. He's really spectacular. Um, do you know what the premise? I know nothing. I know nothing. All I know is it's supposed to be good. Do you want to know the premise? I don't think so. I think I just want to like <laughs> go in blind. I trust you. I trust no, you. you sh- I mean, this is so- it's so good. The premise is so good. The way that I always love when stories or media or books or whatever they take like a very interesting core premise and then really really do a lot of good work in terms of thinking out how that causes all of these crazy things to happen or changes in somebody's life or whatever um Mm -hmm. anyway severance is really good but then also since i have apple tv now i've been watching masters of the air which is the new Apple TV, um, Austin Butler vehicle, where he's like a okay. he's like a fighter pilot bombardier in World War II. Um, <laughs> it's got Austin Butler, Callum Callum Turner, uh-huh. I think his name is, and Barry Keoghan. Uh-huh. And I'm not gonna say it's like the best show ever. I'm not gonna say it's like in the running for best show ever. Like Severance, I'm like okay. It's got chops. Like it, yeah. it is yeah. good. Masters of the Air is like <laughs> the outfits spectacular. The men amazing. Some of them are better than others. Um, <laughs> but like it is actually it's interesting, and I I'm enjoying watching it. It's also like a weekly. You know, it's coming out weekly, yeah. and I haven't. Um, when I was watching Percy Jackson, the Olympians, that was like an Uh appointment viewing that I had every week or actually every other week. So I was not trying to sit down every week, whatever, but it was like appointment viewing. And now like, I'm excited by the idea of having something that's appointment viewing, like masters of the air. It comes out every Friday or something. Yeah. So I love that for you. Um, We should probably start Um, start talking about music videos at some point though. Wait. I, I want to say one last thing, one last recommendation, and then we'll oh, get yeah. into it. Okay. Yeah. One last one, because you brought up TV, because I was like, what have I been watching? I couldn't remember. Now I remember. So John and I finished Sopranos. Incredible. Amazing. Ooh. Iconic, obviously. And then we were like, well, we need something funny, because we have just watched six seasons of not funny. So we need funny. <laughs> yeah. And... and- so watching the righteous gemstones 
That show is so good. It is so funny. You are the you are the core audience for the Righteous Gemstones too. Like you guys are like it. That show was made for us, mm-hmm. and the only qual. Okay, so for anyone wondering, listening and wondering, I will give because there's no spoiler. You don't want to go and like if you're not going to think this is funny, you're not going to think this is funny. You shouldn't watch it. <laughs> it is like a satire um following this family that uh is um a like they run a mega, mega church. church yeah yeah like they are are like a member uh like the founding members and runners of this like mega church corporation like it is huge obviously part of the satire of it all um and so obviously john and i as uh christian uh religious loving people that (laughs) is a bad way of describing us um interested Uh interested people um it is just so funny and the one qualm we have with it is there are some times where like it goes a little too um like ridiculous when John and I are like no this is a thing that is already ridiculous and you <laughs> should like like this is a real like, like really here's need to a, tone it up like it's already like, there here's a, yeah like here's a real thing that happens in churches that like you could just run with this and like yeah. this bit alone would be funny, but instead you did this bit and then you added all this other stuff. And it's like, yeah, no, it's funny. But honestly, it would have been funnier if you really just like called out this like one, this yeah. one thing. Yeah. Um, but it's still hilarious. And like it's produced and like some episodes are directed by David Gordon Green, um, who did the like new halloween trilogy um and so there's like some scene i mean there is like some like violence and stuff and so there's some scenes where like it'll happen john and i have this bit we do in our house where like we'll be watching a movie or a tv show and like a thing will happen and then out loud we'll be like wow i love other piece of media like and then we'll name another piece of media where like that thing might have happened in um like it could be as silly and stupid as like someone is cooking in a kitchen in a scene and I'll be like, wow, I love Ratatouille. Um, <laughs> and, but sometimes it's like deep cut stuff. And so like, we're watching this and there's like violent scenes <laughs> and like, we'll be like loving three or, you know, like it's probably not that funny, like describing <laughs> thing to you, but it is a funny bit that we do in this house. And no, I think more is- people should do it. I think that's a very funny bit. And I feel like it's a not necessarily a bit. I it can get overplayed, but I have also been doing that bit. Like, yeah, okay. It's like funny. you see anyone with okay. a tattoo and you're like, wow, I love Ink Masters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, it's good. It's a good bit. Also, um, you know, I would just like to inform the audience that our little package little care packages commemorating four episodes in a row um yeah are sent 
One of them has uh-huh. been received, but we're going to wait until yes. next week to discuss them with our audience yeah. so that we can do it together. Is that, if that's yeah. good. Okay. Oh, of course. Should we, should we do, this is, I mean, this is, I'm really saying, cut, cut all this out if you say no, because it is going to be a thing that <laughs> it would be basically a mostly you project because it would be more editing. But should we have like, we'll have like supplemental, like mini episodes, which is where we talk about, it's like a spinoff podcast that's just like, these are the presents we sent each other. And it's like, us. Yeah, maybe we should, <laughs> that'd be fun. <laughs> that'd be kind of, would that be like stupid funny? Would that be good? Like. I think that'd we be have great. a music video podcast. Like we get new listeners and they're like this music video podcast. And then all of a sudden we have many episodes where it's just like, we sent each other thrift store things. Let's talk about it for an hour. Here's our little gift for this month. Teehee. I love that. Um, Would that be good? I think that'd be great. I honestly, like, because we have this podcast, I feel like we don't call each other as much and so yeah we should just start recording supplemental content where we just like also just yeah talk normally yeah <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah um, and then i oh, just yeah. cut out anything that's personal okay um, yeah let's just we should always have the mic hot always have the mic hot that's what i'm saying should it's we like keeping up with the kardashians let's go let's do this that's that's our end goal in this podcasting thing is to then get a reality show about podcast people who podcast, um, who which would podcast. be the most boring reality show of all time. It's just like you and me <laughs> in, in our separate kitchens. Like yeah. today I'm making pickles and then later I'm going to edit the podcast at my computer. <laughs> OK, all right. I've got my coin flipping <laughs> app up. <laughs> Are you ready to flip that coin? Let's go. Let's go. Here's, it says number one right now um, from last week, presumably. Boop. It still says number one. I feel kind of, (laughs) bro, I've loaded this fake coin. (laughs) It's cool. Go, go Um, go crazy. I will say as I was editing the last um, podcast, the one that just came out, I, like you can see like the space in between the like where we watch the music videos uh-huh. and it was like it was like this much of it was us discussing Slipknot Snuff and then we talk about Miley Cyrus and Nick Jonas for like <laughs> triple the time <laughs> I was like we would not shut the fuck up about Miley Cyrus oh my god okay um I don't know what you're talking about anyway this week, I'm bringing a music video to the table that is so fucking iconic. So, not even iconic. Just crazy. Just It's not even good. It's not even iconic. It's not good. It's not special. It's good or iconic. It is crazy. I'm going back to my crazy bonkers music video <sighs> roots. Crazy um, bonkers. Which I guess I didn't stray that far from because I just recently did With You by Jessica Simpson, which was a crazy bonkers video. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this week, I'm bringing to the table Spice Girls, Spice Up Your Life. Yes. Very exciting. Yes. Um, little so disclaimer. Excited. Little disclaimer in this. Uh, this is a great video and a great song. It does have some questionable, questionably racist lyrics. <laughs> Word. Because. That is so interesting 
because I, so the original video I was going to do, I was re-watching it and I decided not to do it because it had questionable racist <laughs> things in the background of the video. Like the, the lyrics well, were fine, we, but in the video. Can we know what it I was? Can talk about later. What? With the one you almost did? Yeah. What was it? I will it? bring it up later. Okay. okay I will okay, bring okay. it up because it'll all coalesce. There, this is together. called planting and payoff, people. Um, yeah, exactly. It has exactly one line in it that is like reasonably offensive. Um, mm-hmm. But they they did it. This song for the Spice Girls was supposed to be about like unifying the world. Like they did it with the best of intentions. Like all they wanted was to like to ta- talk about everybody in the world so that they could all come together. And spice up their yeah. life. You know what I mean? So it mm-hmm. is not an assault. It is not meant to be malicious. It is simply... Uh, it would, why did you say we that? We would not... You know? We would not use this language nowadays. Today, yeah. I think... Yeah. That's my little disclaimer. Just like going in. There is a questionable lyric, but generally it was done with good intentions. All according right. to Wikipedia. We're watching Spice Girls Spice Up Your Life in three, two, one, hit it. Fascinating. That, was, that definitely was a lyric that they wrote yes. there. That was a thing. I, um. <laughs> upon my like third or fourth rewatch and we listen to this song i have like there's some lyrics that are very obviously offensive but then also i really don't like the line where they're like um shake it shake it shake it haka because haka is like the traditional dance of the maori people of new zealand and i'm like okay like you really kind of deflated that idea really quickly (laughs) um even with all of these caveats the song is a bomb Mm -hmm. banger it it's it's crazy and i it's it's just amazing and i just want to say like this song was very divisive when it came out because people did not like lyrics people did not like how they made it a latin rhythm song people didn't like it having a latin feel dude the what year did this come out 1997 i was gonna say the 90s in general crazy and like this would have been yeah like a year after i was born is when this would have come out so like yeah, like, like I did not experience the nineties. Um, but like as much as I am a romanticizer of times, again, let me reiterate, I was born in the right era. I would be dead if I was born in any <laughs> era before this. I would not have handled it, including the nineties. Um <laughs> but like you know, the amount of people, including me, that are like Oh my God, take me back the 90s, man. And it's like, 
okay, we were fighting the Spice Girls because there was a Latin rhythm. Latin rhythm. That's, oh, that's my God. That's like, you, okay, like, things aren't great right now. Things aren't great. I'm, we all know. But, like, to say things aren't at least better, like, come on. I, come on. It's... I think it's crazy because this song, I feel like anybody who is criticizing this song for having a quote unquote Latin beat. Um, for instance, there was this quote I found on Wikipedia that I just love this string of words. Uh, Andy Gill of The Independent called it a pseudo salsa pop pastiche, which to me, I'm like. Yeah, they they slayed that. Like, yeah, <laughs> they slayed the pseudo salsa pop that's, pastiche of it all. Like, that's good. Yeah, that's actually amazing. Um, another person called it a ha cha cha slice of tropical boat cruise frivolity. <laughs> Again, I'm like, you're you're I'm only like, saying okay. good things. Yes, like, like what? Well, any? Wait, is that supposed to be negative? Like, like it's supposed to like okay. And anybody who is negatively associating this with like latin rhythms i'm like you've never danced in your life you're the kind of person who stands arms crossed around the wall in the back of the room in the back yeah. while everybody is like take it to the left shake it to the-. like yeah. come on yeah. like this is a, an amazing chorus and so danceable yeah. um the video however <laughs> the video is it's giving um Okay, first of all, it, it, the cyberpunk of it all. It is very oh, the uh, cyber Blade punk. Runner. Okay, yeah. it is it inspired by Blade Runner. Me. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say, I was like, this is Blade. Like that opening shot. Um, I was like, this is Blade Runner. Love that. Um, but it reminds me of two other music videos that we will be covering at some point. Um, in this podcast. Um. One is a Britney Spears one, but now I can't remember. Is it the one where she's in red? No, 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 no. There, because, because, and we'll get into. I'm not going to bring it up now, but it's the whole theory that Britney is a clone. One <laughs> of the because I did do a PowerPoint um mm-hmm. on this theory for one of our. I don't think you were there, but a, a night. Uh, with friend of the podcast Bree, um, where we did uh, PowerPoint night. Were you there for that? I don't um, think so. Okay. I don't know if I've ever gone to a PowerPoint night, to be honest. Okay. Well, we should have a power. Wait, we should have a PowerPoint night. But anyways, okay. <laughs> my PowerPoint, my PowerPoint was on like, here are the facts. Brittany is a clone. Um, <laughs> and one of the sources that I used was the music video that I am trying to remember now. I can't remember. It, there is a Britney, but there's also a um, Shania Twain music video. Um, is it Up? Is that the name of the song? Or no, no it's um, there is a song by Shania Twain called Up, but I think the music video is for like Getcha Good, I think is the name of the song. Uh, and that, that, this, this is giving that too. <laughs> all, all that to say, I love female pop star you're in leather it's sci-fi it's probably raining electronic technology i'm here for it i love how big of 
Yeah, like just a lot of people in the 90s producing music videos that look like this. I um love it. <laughs> I love I that love they're it. in the spaceship, they're on all the billboards, and then they're also surfing on like floating like surfboards. And yeah. the Wikipedia for this song, um, in the music video section, of course says that this like the plot is that the group the spice girls is the leader they're the big brother like they are controlling every aspect of this society and city <laughs> which huh mm-hmm. yes okay. mm-hmm. that I'm is an idea mm-hmm. um i love that um of course sure a bunch of the TVs are playing other music videos of theirs, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, well, I did see also some of the billboards are like other like modeling promo campaigns that they had done because there yeah. was one in per- one in particular that like the first one I noticed and then I noticed the other ones is one. There is a. Um, oh, fuck. What's her name? Uh, Beckham, Victoria Beckham. Um, yeah. uh, Posh Spice. One of her Posh Spice. She um is like a very famous photo of her as like one of the Billboard uh-huh. guys in the back. Um, it's very interesting because apparently this like concept was completely um the director whose name is. Marcus Nispel came okay. up with the con the concept like completely on his own um because of how big the Spice Girls were at the time he was like ah yes they could dominate the entire world yeah. in this yeah. way and apparently the Spice Girls wanted a like a carnival theme sure um to lean into like the latin rhythm aspect which of mm-hmm. course as we know was very divisive yes um but they were quote unquote too tired to fight about it with the label and ended up with this concept. (laughs) Which it's always interesting. Like I am, this can't like, I imagine this can't happen very much to like smaller artists. Like I imagine smaller artists would have more creative control over their music videos, even though that sounds backwards, but because of how big they were, like they were just being completely controlled by their management. Yeah. Um, yeah they were it is it's just crazy it is so funny like the complete like no there's no uh like oh let's let's bring our ideas together let's try to have a compromise (laughs) it's like we want carnival themed and then the label's like nope cyberpunk like okay Blade Runner, okay, sure. Because this, I mean, it really makes no sense. Like, when you're watching the music video, you're like, why would this, especially because the song is about, like, quote-unquote, it's about bringing people together, like, everybody's in on it, and then it's like, the theme is literally that they're controlling this bleak, gray society a la Blade Runner. I was like, it's ideologically so far, yeah. It's like, like it a makes no sad sense. society. But then also one of my 
two of my favorite parts when it comes to like the extras in this video is one, we get glimpses of people that look like they're in a My Chemical Rose video <laughs> because they're wearing like black veils. Like they look like they're going to, they look like they're in that, like the Helena music video. Yes. And I'm like, I love you, but you're in the wrong video. Like, what is going on? But then the people that do follow the cyberpunk, like, situation, I love. There's, like, scenes where they're, like, in a bar. And you just get girls slaying in, like, the <laughs> one, one shoulder strap little crop tops. Their hair are, like, spiked up and stuff. And I'm like, yes! Yes! Yeah! This is what I want. This is great. Great. I want it. I love it. I got it. I especially love they took the Starbucks logo, the 90s Starbucks logo, yeah. and made it read Spice Girls Coffee with a picture of Mel B in the center. So good. I love it. Very funny. Um, incredible. <laughs> incredible stuff. No, they are no. doing the most. But it's really funny to me that they, they did not want this. And yeah. Just kind of filmed this video. Like, basically, we're putting these costumes and then they were like, act like you're on a surfboard. And then they just did it. And then they edited the video, like, independent of the Spice Girls and, like, put it out. Yeah. Which is, like, I was gonna so say, wild. I was going to say, there is not a practical effect in sight. Like, yeah. these girls <laughs> were put in an outfit and then probably for, like, two hours danced in front of a green screen and then did not see an extra did not see anyone else involved no nope. <laughs> just green screen just them in a funny costume green, on a green screen for hours green yeah green and vibes just a green <laughs> that's all you needed back then i a mean that's true i mean prayer for a music video in 1997 it is kind of impressive how much just computer generated imagery is on, yeah. is in this like it is yeah. literally in every scene. It's crazy. Yeah. I love it. Um, so the director is Marcus Nispel. Sure. Nispel. Um, and he has done a couple of movies, which is fun. Um, the first movie that he full-length movie that he produced, he mm -hmm. Did not want to make, which is really ironic considering that the Spice Girls didn't want to make the music video that they made. Um, he made, he's the director of the 2003 Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. <laughs> okay, listen, everyone, I am an apologist for this movie. Listen, whoever put Jessica Biel in that outfit should should never hear the end of it because she looks like she's from 2003 and then they put her in a movie set in the 70s so fuck whoever was on wardrobe but other than that the 2003 remake rules i have it on vhs everyone come over to watch it that's hilarious though i'm wow. sure he didn't want to make it <laughs> did it does it say do you have any information uh, fuck the music video i want to hear about texas chainsaw massacre 3 or Massacre remake from 2003. What was going on? Why didn't he want to do it? Um, all I know is, um, da, da, da. in 2002, he signed on to direct the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He was originally initially opposed to remaking the film. I bet he just liked the original. 
I was going to say, I guarantee that was going to be my guess is just like the idea of remaking a, like, like such a an classic, iconic, like yeah. literally my favorite movie, my favorite movie, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, <laughs> remaking um, it, the original, original director's like gone, you know, like I'm sure I I would not want to do it. Yeah, it is very, it's a tough project, but he was convinced by Daniel Pearl, who was the cinematographer for the original film. That person was okay. like, no, man, you got this, which is crazy because he had never directed a feature before now. And in uh, fact, didn't really direct that many music videos. Like he directed like maybe four a year for like the yeah. 10 years preceding I mean, that. To be fair, um pretty famous pretty like it's like well known i'm an apologist for all of the movies because i just want to see leatherface run around i love him (laughs) um but like the the texas chainsaw massacre movies are not exactly the best franchise available Mm. so like i'm sure when it came to everybody they were just like i don't know get someone because like these sequels. I don't know. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure the one, the one before that, before the remake, would have been Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation, which I'm on record. Everyone hates that movie. I'm on record. That movie rules. Um, <laughs> and famously features a young Renee Zellweger and a young Matthew McConaughey. Wow. Okay. Big names, big names. Yes, yes. Um, and, and But like that movie, bad, like everyone hates it. So I'm sure after that, they were like, yeah, we can do whatever we want. I will say I'm looking at, we're, we're so far off the music video, but that's okay. We'll get back. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, we're just taking a little detour, everybody, to Ches- Texas. Um, I'm looking at the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003 soundtrack. Oh uh-huh. my god, Pantera, Hatebreed, Seether, yes. uh, Meshuga, Figure 11, yes. Lamb of God. Some bangers on there. Listen. Oh my god. Listen, listen. Okay, okay, that, let's it's too good. <laughs> it's good. I'm sorry. You can't you can't bring up No, I know. The Texas Chainsaw <laughs> out. This was your fault. Like you did this. You did this. But back to Marcus, back to Bestie Marcus. <laughs> he also directed the um, 2009 Friday the 13th, which was the 12th installment in the Friday the 13th franchise. Two, 2000, so the, like the remake? Yeah, it's, it's called Friday sucked. the 13th. Yeah. Wait, well, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Sorry, <laughs> wrong. Brain is wrong. That movie rules. The Friday the 13th <laughs> remake rules. Um, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Mm. Terrible. Bad, bad, bad. Um, so this is, yeah. This is, um, he really, he has only directed six movies. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Friday the 13th are the only ones I recognize. There was also a remake of Conan the Barbarian. In 2011. With Jason okay. Momoa. And okay. a movie called Exeter. Ooh. Actually, this is uh, my brain is just 
no thoughts, just a series of references to other pieces of media. I heard of that Conan the Barbarian movie the first time about two days ago when I was listening to an episode of Page 7 from 2007 <laughs> where they are talking about Jason Momoa because Jackie Zabrowski loves Jason Momoa and apparently that movie is terrible but Jason Momoa looks hot in it. Wow. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway. It's Incredible. a fantastic music video. It was nominated for British Video of the Year at the 98 Brit Awards. Sure. <laughs> which we don't normally talk about. I feel like we're all talking about the Grammys, yeah. which by the way happened 2 days ago and I did not ask your thoughts on them. I um, didn't I got some light highlights mm-hmm. afterwards. Videos. I liked all the performances. Looked good. Enjoyed yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. But um, it was beaten in 98 by a song called Never Ever by English girl group All Saints. So that's interesting. Um, yeah. I don't know anything about them. Maybe yeah, I'd, I've never heard of them. I've never heard of them. This is crazy. Wow. Anyway, I guess that really concludes my discussion. I just think this music video is wild and this song rocks. I think it rules. I love it. Yeah. I'm happy. I like I like it a lot. <laughs> That's all the information I have. My cat, I swear to fucking God, every time we record, she's Jimin. like, I'm going to play with my loudest toy. Can you hear that mouse? That but that was the first time I heard it just then. Okay. So I, I you can't hear it. It's okay. You know what? Who cares? Here, let her, let this is on our podcast. You're gonna have to deal with yeah. the animal noises. I mean, you know, that's why yeah. my favorite murder got big. It's because you could hear their animals. Exactly. exactly. That's why. That's what I always <laughs> say. We're the next my favorite murder. Okay, we're gonna take a hard, hard left turn, y'all. <laughs> And I will say, I have no notes. And this is not actually, I have, I have like one note. Okay. Um, but like, and this is not for lack of trying. This is because there are no notes. So we are just going off of vibes today. Got just it. We're just going to be talking. Um, There's no way this can go wrong. No, not at all. So, <clears throat> so sadly, yesterday, I believe yesterday, or at least it was announced yesterday, we lost country music artist Toby Keith. This is why earlier when you were like, it's so hard to pick a video. I was like, it was so easy. I knew I was doing a Toby Keith video. Like, done. Easy. Okay, this is I was- crazy. I was traumatized yesterday i found i clocked out took off my work uniform was rolling it up when i found out that toby keith died all like almost teared up in the background i was like what is happening like what literally what is happening and i texted you because you were the person who i thought would care the most my my thing is (sighs) i 
like I grew up listening to Toby Keith. My accent's coming out talking about this. I can <laughs> I can like feel it in the back of my neck. Like my tongue is no long. It's laying down. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I grew up listening to Toby Keith, um, like forever. And me too. Um, that you know, um, but like I am a pretty not like staunch i'm not gonna like get mad at people but like for myself personally like if so if an artist does something that i really disagree with like i just no longer consume what they put out especially in a world of streaming where like if you stream their music they're they're getting that money you know so yeah i do you know like i have I have, I have, I own some records of some bands that, you know, I do not stream their music, but I still listen to their music because I own it. They don't get that money. Um, but I didn't own any Toby Keith stuff. So when uh, 2016 happened and people started really showing who they were, I was like, you know what? Like, Toby Keith. It's not important to me on an emotional level <laughs> to like to like feel like I have to listen to his music. Um, and so I basically didn't besides maybe like in the car with the girls, you know, we're scream singing and in, in the summer, yeah. you're going to listen. But, you know, like it's not like like this was I was talking with some people about it yesterday because, again, we all found out I was at work. And I was talking to my friends, you know, Krista and and Stephanie, and we were like, oh, my God, like Toby Keith died. Like, this is kind of crazy because he was pretty young still. I did not know he had cancer. So, like, it was very, very surprising. Um, He looked so different from, like, the last time I would have seen a picture of him. And... It was one of those things where I was like, it's 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 shocking. And I was like processing like, oh, here's this person that like is deeply integral to my childhood. Mm-hmm. So is important to me. But I have already taken to distance myself from their art because I don't agree with the things that they are very loudly stating in a time where our country is in turmoil, you know? And so like, that's where like, I I just wasn't as devastated as you because I had already kind of like, grie- it's, it's almost as if I had already grieved a few years ago. Like I had already, you know, like, and so it was more shocking. It was still shocking of like, oh my God, this person died. Like this person who you don't think would die. Like sometimes- Like a a lot of his personality that he put forward was that he was like, like very like his like nickname was like big dog or like big dog daddy or something. And like he had this like very like bullish performance or like personality that he put out where he was like very strong and like he always looked so like healthy, like he was always like a very stout kind of guy. He was like. Really yeah. strong looking. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just like really like was strange because I did not know he had cancer. And 
Yeah. Like you said, like I just listened to him. Like it's just weird when somebody you've listened to your whole life, or at least yeah. up until like probably mid 2010s. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And they're like 60, and you're like, surely they are not going <laughs> yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know. Very strange. Um, very strange. Very strange. So I was very upset. Um, and I was the right person to text. I do appreciate that <laughs> because when you, t- when we, when we were talking about it, it was also like, we were all talking about it at work. Like yeah. we were all like, <laughs> oh my God, oh, Shelby just texted me, you know, like, <laughs> you know, and then everyone that we're friends with on Instagram together, like they're all post, you know, it was one of those things where like, everyone is like, yeah, like this person this artist, the art that this artist made, you know, like was integral in some way to my life. Um, so because of all that, um, because he has passed and because he was integral to my childhood, I decided to pay homage today and choose a Toby Keith music video. Um, I will say, uh, as I said earlier in the podcast, I had a different video that I wanted to do for him um, that I like vividly remembered. I was like, oh, my God, I loved this music video. I remember my mom used to watch on C. It was just like top 100 videos. And it would just basically like you would put on CMT and it would just be like the top 100 music videos <laughs> that right that are right now are just going to play yeah. until they're all done. And like, so this music video would play at the time, 2003, 2004. Yeah, whatever. Um, And so like, I I really remembered this video and then I watched it in preparation for this. Uh And there are three or four different Confederate flags hanging (laughs) in the background. And one moment in the video it's not in the song but like one moment in the video that is transphobic Mm. and is just like you know we've said it on the podcast before different times things were very different but I just kind of figured for like if this is going to be like I will probably still do this video in our podcasts down the line but like if it's gonna be a moment where I'm trying to like in memoriam this person I don't I don't want to show a video that is like ah look at this fucked up stuff (laughs) it's like like, we don't want to show a video that we're going to have to tear apart in this moment because I just want to enjoy like the yeah. idea of the good things yeah I, yeah especially yeah. because like in that video like, like those things are they're not good like I'm not saying like oh it's okay because it was a different time but like it is a different it is a different time like yeah. those those things if they happened in a music video now there would be outrage like I mean there was outrage when a country music star who shall not be named made a video that was incredibly. So, you know, if, if, are you, are you talking about Jason Aldean? Do you happen to be talking about Jason Aldean? 
That is very interesting because we will be talking about that because the video I did choose was Beer for My Horses. Yeah. Toby Keith featuring Willie Nelson. Beer for My Horses? <laughs> oh my God, with Willie Nelson. Oh my God, with every Willie. episode we managed to tie ourselves back to Dukes of Hazard. Like, I just Lit- don't understand how we're doing this. Listen, that is one. Okay, there is a. I no, I'm. I can't say anything else. I can't say anything else. We need to watch it, and then so I will excited. let loose all of the thoughts and feelings. All right, we are watching Toby Keith's "Beer for My Horses" in three, two, one. Hit it. It's the best music video I've ever seen. Not even good. Not no notes. No notes. You were right. Like no notes. Listen. There you go. <laughs> Listen. I had not seen this music video. I like. I watched the. I love my bar, bar music video. Had a great time, but immediately was like. We are not discussing this right now. And then I we, went. We actually I, cannot I just, talk about this. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, okay, let me just think of other like singles that like I know there will be a video for. And so I had a few other ones in mind. Um, but then this one, I was like, fuck it. Let's look this up because we got Willie in it. We love Willie. Let, let, let's give this a go. And I, I like that opening that cold open, I was like, we're doing this. Done. Like we're so good. Like the the camp, the SVU of it all, like I was immediately like I cut this out of the end, but I as soon as he started talking in the music video, I went, This is the best music video I've ever seen. <laughs> like the so way, good. The, like I'm just okay, 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 okay. So I want to I want to get two things out of the way because I only have two notes and then and then then we can, we can just, just go. we can just go. The the first one is this song came out in 2003. It f- was followed up in 2008 by a movie inspired by the song featuring Toby Keith and uh, Willie Nelson. Yes, we owned that movie on DVD. I watched it many a time. I could not tell you a single thing about it. This is not like the Dukes of Hazard movie where I got it and I was like, oh my God, I remember all this. It's just yeah. as good as I remember. I have completely blacked out the Beer for My Horses movie. I am that one. Uh, I'm a little scared to watch <laughs> because we have like, to watch it. <laughs> We do. No, we will. We do. Next, next time we're together, we are going and we will. I am nervous about it because one thing I don't want to talk about when discussing this, this music video, because I don't, I don't think it's like truly, it is important in the case that it's the whole video, but it's not important in the case of like really talking about the video, which is the like pops of it all, the history of the police like yeah. a cab 
fuck 12. We are, we are not pro cop on this podcast and look I, up the history of police. Like it's I fucking like, racist. I absolutely give this song and this video a pass for being like technically pro cop because it has such like, I understand. I'm anti cop, modern cops, yes. but also there's some like special, like outlaw cop flavor that I just like, yeah, gives my little brain an automatic pass when people are like oh. walking around in boots with spurs on them. And when the like, yes. the song is kind of feeling like outlaw West vibe, like we are, yes. we're, we're a gang of men. We're not, a, we're not cops. Like we're like a gang of men who's on the, yes. like getting the bad guys. Like, I know that's sometimes equally bad, but I personally, get, I like <laughs> my brain loves it. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And well, that was something I wanted to talk about um, in, in relation to the Jason Aldean song and video that came out in like this last year. I did not tell you the name of it. Don't care. Haven't really listened to the song. Haven't watched the video. I have no desire to. Fuck that shit. I've seen enough. Yeah. Because the, t- the two of these are technically like comparable. Like they're both very like we're going to take care of this shit. We take care of our own. We get the bad guy. The difference is, is like this song is is like, we get the bad guy and they name off who the bad guys are. And it's bad people doing bad things, truly bad things. And take care of it. The Jason Aldean song is literally just like, boo hoo. We're a small town. You can't. I don't, I don't even know. We don't like Like, you because you're not from here. You're different and we don't like Like it and we're going to shoot you. Like, huh? And it's not the same. It is not the same at all. And I think that's important because like, I remember when this song came out and it was, it was, sometimes I forget how much time has gone by like 2003. It's been like 20 years since this song came out. But like, I do remember it coming out. And sometimes about like contemporary country, it's hard for me to think of like, because I think of the country music that's coming out now, like top 40 country, and it's not good and it's bad. And it's that kind of <laughs> shit that Aldean is coming out with. And yeah. like, you know, kind of people, people will sometimes say like, oh, country music hasn't been good since the 90s. It hasn't been good, good since the 80s which like word respect i kind of agree but like <laughs> there there was contemporary country music for a really long time that was still really good like this yeah. this song is something johnny cash would sing like yes this, like it has that sort of timeless flavor where it's not like necessarily it it's not setting any specific political goals in my opinion it's saying like we catch the bad guys and then we drink and i'm like hell yeah like cheers to that brother like okay and like i yeah i just don't i think that it has a lot more replayability than a lot Mm -hmm. of current country in my opinion well it's also just like a good song like it's just a great song like um, like it sounds good and it's fun to sing to and you know like plus everything else about it you know what i mean like 
Um, real quick, my one other note was that this video was nom- nominated for video of the year in the CMAs in 2004. It lost. I, I, I would have had to do more research to find out who it lost to because everything I've told you is everything that is really available. I don't know who directed this video. I have no idea. There is nothing. Um, so those are all in my notes and we may now just kind of vibe, uh, (laughs) starting real quick. I want to start out. Um, the song is called whiskey for my men, beer for my horses. That is the clearest dog shit whiskey that they are drinking. in that scene where they're in Willie's house and they pour it, I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, what? are you drinking drinking? that is is clear do do we know who this other man is who's in the entire thing and has like a full speech at the beginning like do we know who this other guy is with the landing strip he has a blue highlighted name on wikipedia which means he has his own wikipedia i did not click on it what's his name Um. I don't know. It starts with his, his last name starts with a C. This is good. Yeah, this is good content. Listen, listen. <laughs> I hold on, to hold on one second. Hold on you one second. You got hold it. on one second. Uh, okay. Corey okay. Nemec. Corey yeah. Nemec. Who the fuck that is that? Right. He's so like, he's such a nothing person. Uh, no offense, Corey Nemec. I'm just saying you're not Toby Keith or Willie Nelson, but Yet you are starring in this video. He's just yeah. a guy. Um, he was in Stargate SG One and in okay. The Stand. Okay. Um. Yeah. So we don't really care about him, but he he. I mean, he did his thing in this. I did thought he was good. The, he did his little thing. I I love the camp, the exploitation of it all. The 2003 of it all, the little outfits that everyone's wearing, like, who, who was on wardrobe for this? Like, Toby Keith looked great in this. Willie Nelson looked great. Okay. So I will say when I was younger, like I used, I thought Toby Keith was so cute. Like everyone's a really cute guy. (laughs) All my other, like little country girlfriends they were all like kenny chesney is so hot like kenny chesney is the hottest like ever and i was like well that's not true i'm sorry like sorry not my type and the second i i like one time i think i whispered i think toby keith is kind of cute and i was bullied all my friends they were like ooh, and i'm like now i'm watching this and i was like who was right was right toby keith was cute toby keith was really cute he is like kind of blondie and his facial hair being blonde is like kind of cute he's he's got the vibe of like he's like the nicest person in your hometown bar filled with assholes Yes. And like like you walk in and you're kind of like, ooh, should I be in here? And then he like kind of smiles and you're like, okay, whatever. I guess I'll sit down and have one beer. But like y'all seem generally sketchy. (laughs) Which is why I love my bar music video is so good because like like, if you've never 
If you've never heard that song, like the whole song is just like, I love my bar. These are all the types of people we have in it. And it's, that's it. Like, it's just a list of like, (laughs) here's all these and it's incredible and it's perfect. And in the video, yeah, you see all these people and then you see Toby Keith just like, I love it here. Like, these are all my homies. He's vibing, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, you'd make me, i like, it. that's why it's so startling to see him post-cancer diagnosis, to see a picture of him, because he, like, literally exudes health. Like, he exudes, yeah. like, vitality, and, like, he's just having the time of his life, and, like, yeah. cheerful, cheerful, like, jolly. Jolly, like rosy cheeked, you know, just like yeah, like yeah. rosy cheek, really like blonde, full blonde hair. Like he had a full head of his hair, like his entire life, like facial yeah. hair, the whole nine. Um, yeah, I actually did a bunch of reading about Toby Keith uh, after he passed because I was so emotional about it. Yeah, um, sure. So I'll just throw out some Toby Keith facts. Yeah. So he's from Oklahoma. And of course, of course, he graduated high school, immediately went to work on the oil rigs. Um, so he's got okay. he is not an industry plant in any sense of the word. Like grew up yeah. dirt poor, immediately went to work on the oil, oil rigs like he is. He's the country music um, dream. Like he he's did the country music dream. Like Jason Aldean wants you to think he is. Exactly. Like, yeah. Like he, I think that he, because he was raised in a really harsh environment and then immediately went to work in a really harsh environment, he could be really coarse. Like he, obviously we do not agree with everything that Toby Keith did in his life because, (laughs) um, yes, he, he was a very complicated person. Yes. Um, for instance, he was a registered Democrat until 2008. Like at the time of making this music video, he was a registered Democrat. He was raised by Democrats. Um, yeah. Which I just find really fascinating because I think yeah. that liberal media, liberal media paints yeah. him as this incredibly, like as basically the poster child for conservative right-wing republican like libertarian beliefs yeah yeah it's really interesting well Um. i think i think the thing with that is and not again this podcast is not a political discourse podcast but like i think my main thing with like that kind of stuff because you are right like i i there (laughs) the the liberal media that my parents are constantly warned about <laughs> on Facebook and Fox news somewhat does exist. And like, there is that, um, and they are doing bad work. Um, well, I think like there are, there's a lot of thing. There's a lot of media that just does not do like first, like firsthand reporting. I think there's a lot of media that takes a story and spins it whichever way yes. gets them a major audience. And I think that happens on both sides. Whatever, there's, whatever. There's, yeah, exactly. There's no, there's no room for nuance, like 100%. Yeah. Um, specifically, like my, cause I, cause I did say earlier, I guess maybe we should say like a, a little something if no one has heard of Toby Keith and they're listening and they're like, what <laughs> yeah, is I guess so. <laughs> like, 
Like I really opened this with like, I quit listening to him because of blah, blah, blah. But basically like the most of it is like kind of came out in support of Trump. He was like one of the only artists willing to perform for the inauguration yeah uh, famously after like several people declined and then he kind of was like fuck yeah i'll do it and it's just one of those things where it's like it is interesting you know like being raised in oklahoma being you know and being raised very poor working class um but being raised democrat like that is really interesting but for me, it's more like when when is it important to like make your voice heard? And in my opinion, like he chose the wrong moment to be the person that is going to be like, yeah, I'm going to perform, you know, like when the yeah. whole country, the whole country is like going through this basically like grieving process of like, oh, oh. We did not realize <laughs> the way some people were thinking. And then to see artists be like, well, whatever, I'll, you know, like, fuck your feelings. It's kind of like, oh, okay. Like, you, you're not, you either do understand what this all represents and you're still yeah. doing it, or, or like, you don't understand what all this represents and you're not willing to, like, yes, learn. You know, and either way, for me personally, that was kind of like, okay, like I'm not like I love this song, but I'm not like emotionally attached to it. It didn't like get me yeah. through high school, you know. So like, yeah. <laughs> that's where, that's that's what I mean. Where I'm like, it wasn't like hard for me to like, you know, it was hard for me when I found out about the brand new allegations. Like, yeah, that was yes. Hard. Stopping listening well, to Toby Keith was not like devastating. Like, you know? It wasn't like worth earth shattering. Like, yeah, yeah, I understand that completely. I do. I, I am just like so fascinated by all this information I'm learning about him because oh, yeah, no, no, no. I want to hear it. I want to hear like, it. He did perform. Like he was the person that performed at Trump's quote unquote pre-inaugural party or whatever. And yeah. yes, he did do that. Which is like fascinating on a couple of levels because like yes a bunch of people said they wouldn't do it he said that he would but he also never vocally endorsed trump which i find fascinating mm -hmm. even though you could be like performing at his is basically an endorsement and it is yeah yeah but he also wouldn't have been able to vote for him in the primaries because he was never registered republican which i find fascinating also i just think he's like the kind of person maybe who holds like a lot of different thoughts in his head at once because yeah. he was also really famous because he was like the number one artist who would go overseas. Like he was known for going overseas and performing for us troops in the middle East, yeah. basically like mm -hmm. that was like his kind of yeah. thing for a long time. Yeah. He was, he's always oh. been incredibly patriotic in his music. Again, if you haven't heard of Toby Keith, like he's always been very like, America's the best America number one. That I know I every heard. word. A courtesy of red, white, red and blue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have a distinct memory of my dad playing that song incessantly in the house and my mom being like, it has cuss words. Okay. We cannot be playing this in front of the children. 
<laughs> and me being like, I've heard this song 20 times already. Like we're, yeah, we're like, we've passed that. Yeah. <laughs> the damage is done. The damage is like, done. We're... Um, and so, yeah, he like went overseas a lot and he was basically the number one artist who would like tour the Middle East, yeah. um, when we were involved in the Iraq war. Um, and so starting in 2002, I think, which was mm-hmm. around the time when Courtesy of the Red, White and Blue came out, I think. Mm-hmm. His his like father was a veteran. I again I read the obituary, so like I have too much information. Oh, yeah. His father was a veteran. And his father died like six months before 9-11. And so it was like a real culmination of emotions. Da-da-da. Yeah. That's why he wrote the song. Whatever. But then also in a 2007 interview. Toby Keith was asked whether he supported the Iraq war. He responded with never did. Never Which, did. Like, <laughs> you know, like, well, there's like, you're holding these no, two like, thoughts. I do no, I get that though. Like, especially, I mean, like I wouldn't have understood this at the time, obviously. Um, I was a child during the Iraq war, but like, yeah. especially the older I get and especially like growing up where I did, um you know like i personally i'm fuck it i will say this on the podcast like we're gonna get us canceled i guess but like i'm very military uh i'm very anti like war i'm very anti 99 percent of what the u.s does specifically the u.s military um and i have very close family that are in the military um but i'm very open about like they know like i'm but part yeah. of that is part of that is um like yes a lot of people that are in the US military choose to enlist um for various reasons um to fight <laughs> for their country um but a lot of people that enlist do it because you get free college tuition um or yeah there's a guaranteed job. Um, if you get into the army, like, and you are a poor person, that is why, mm-hmm. like, um, if I talk to most of my friends that I went to undergrad with, um, they went to really nice schools in Chicago and in the Chicago suburbs. And they did not realize that in the rest of Illinois, in the like rural areas, like where I went to school, um, every single week, there was either a army, navy, air force, mer- like one of these branches with a booth set up in our hallway mm-hmm. to recruit. Um, and a lot of people I went to high school with ended up in the military for some reason. Um, well, for the reasons you just stated, like there, it's yeah. you get paid, it, and it's yes. you know you get college eventually. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and like, if you're a poor person and you have no other options of like getting out of your small town, um, mm. this is a chance to leave your small town and make money. Um, and especially like if you're raised the way that we were raised, like where I grew up, it's very pro military, very pro, um, everything. And like, like if if you're not pro military, that means you're like 
not you're like anti-veterans like that yeah, you're like, like anti a, the country yeah. like i'm not yeah, like, like if i'm not pro-military no. i'm actually like not american anymore so yeah. <laughs> like exactly. God damn it so like even if you don't necessarily like you, you're not dreaming to join the military if you're like a poor kid you have no way to go to college um you have no like idea what you're gonna do for a job after you graduate high school um but you've grown up in an environment that's at least like neutral to positive about the U.S. military, then like there's no reason for you not to like join the military. Yeah. And I can 100 percent understand and like pretty well respect like Toby Keith for being like, yeah, like I'm against the Iraq war, but like we still have citizens that are over there that like were sent they they weren't like man we should go to iraq like they were sent there so like i'm gonna go over there because like yeah i'm sure they're not having like a great time um yeah i really that's so true like i just find it like it's just so interesting that he gets painted with this like, and I'm not saying that he's a perfect person or that he was liberal in any sense of the word but he gets painted with this like crazy like patriotic mania brush and then he's like literally in interviews being like i do not support this war like we should not have gone there like (laughs) um which is just fascinating um one one last little factoid that i have bring it and then and then i think toby keith like we can say r.i.p bless up i just had to get this out you know emotionally yeah do do it do it i did this for you Thank you so honestly, you were like, here's a little platform. I know you need to talk about this. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so fascinating. But yeah, his most divisive, most controversial song was Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue. We all know it. Of course. Yeah. Um, written partially because his father had just passed and partially because of 9-11 that just happened. Um, which like I he it's such a a revenge filled song but yeah i do understand in the time immediately after 911 like that was how the country felt like the country was like yeah. how dare you um yeah etc cetera, etc cetera. but apparently the another fact that i learned recently was that he wrote the song and he was like i'm just going to play this live and it's going to be like a song for the troops where i when i go to iraq and it's going to be a song for like live performances but i don't think this is what i'm going to record for really specific reasons because it was like really it's angry it's really it's angry. really angry it's really revenge filled it's really like time what's it called like time sensitive you know what i mean like it's directly yeah, related yeah. to a particular event and so he was like i'm not going to record this and then a commandant of the marine corps <laughs> heard it at a performance and told Toby Keith that it was quote unquote his duty as an American citizen to record the song, which I imagine for somebody like Toby Keith is like, like basically uh, shiving him into doing this. Like, yeah, <laughs> like somebody tells Damn. you it's your duty as an American citizen and you're somebody like Toby, Toby Keith, like you're going to do it. Like, yeah. Um. So that's fascinating. But it was also the lead single off his next album. So it's not like he really like was super objecting yeah. to it. But yeah. yeah. So I just thought that was interesting. interesting. It, premiered at number one it's super interesting it's super interesting um yeah toby keith rest in peace what did you have toby keith 
All I was going to say is like, I definitely was picking and choosing a little bit. My favorite facts like there's he's, you know, he's got some baggage, obviously. That is not. Yes. Like yeah. <laughs> there, this this is not a moment that we are like doing that. This is an in memoriam. Again, mm-hmm. I am planning on doing other Toby Keith songs in the future because like, yeah, I the I love this bar video, but also like there's a couple others that are just like in my head already. This happened to be one that I was like, we're just going to have a good time with this one. And so we will like after he he's been gone for a little while longer and we do those videos, we will. I have no problem dragging into it yeah (laughs) some of his shit because like i do think that's important um but like yeah like that's just not really what we're here to do today yeah yeah not right now um the one thing to get away from toby keith that we have not really talked about but we just just for a second willie nelson i (laughs) i don't know how they got involved in this song together. I don't know any of that. I could not find it. Um, I'm sure it's out there and I just did not look hard enough. Um, One of the reasons I did pick this video immediately was because the Willie Nelson of it all, because Mm -hmm. famously Shelby and I love the Dukes (laughs) of Hazzard movie starring Willie Nelson as uncle Jesse. That movie. um, Jesus so funny so you funny have to watch it. so the good way- so camp southern camp core i southern love it camp redneck exploitation at its <laughs> finest like the way i so a couple of weeks ago i was on my friend alina's podcast which stream and she had me make a like a three by three. So just like nine of like my favorite movies. She was like nine of your favorite movies and we'll just go through each of them. And so I did that. And in the moment, the Dukes of Hazard made it in to my top nine favorite movies. And like the way I like I didn't think this was ha- would happen, but I every other movie I was like, this movie's incredible. It's perfect. You should watch it. But if you don't like this, maybe you won't like it. You know, like whatever. Yeah. I went to the bat so hard <laughs> for the Dukes of Hazard movie because I just knew that people were gonna be uh, like, why is this on here? And so I was just like, no, 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 no. Yeah, like this- before you even start, oh, I have to fight. Like, like literally, if somebody was like, um, about no. Like I'm not no. listening. I'm not. <laughs> hearing it i don't care yeah you're wrong like like that movie is you're wrong and you don't understand culture like you don't get it culture yeah the reason american southern culture this is important like come on but the reason it's not just the willie nelson of it all that has me bring that up but specifically the willie nelson of it all and the fact that in the closing of the video, we get a famous Willie Nelson joke told to Toby Keith. And it is told. Listen, I I'm not friends with Willie Nelson. I don't know what like what he's doing. So, like, I don't know if he's just like this all the time. And he's like, 
outside of my knowledge, like really famous among friends for just like having jokes and being a jokester. (laughs) But the way he delivers it in the video is exactly like how he delivers jokes in the Dukes of Hazzard movie. And identical. Literally, like I started the video, I was like, this is what I'm doing. Full stop. When he said that joke the first time I watched it, though, I screamed. I was like, Shelby is going to be over this. Like, this is us. This is incredible. It's so good. It it really is like identical to the way he delivers it. I imagine he has to be like that in real life. Like the joke delivery, that has to be the way he talks. He has to just be like a goof. Just goofing, you know, like, God, I love it. That is someone I do often think about like, oh no, like who's going to be the one, the next big artist to, to leave us that will just like devastate me. And like, I think Willie's up there. I think when oh. Willie dies, I am going to be unwell. Um, I'm going really to mourning for Willie Nelson. Like he is Anyone? still so vibrant. Like he is still like yeah. in things on stage, making new friends. Like I'm seeing him on like random people's Instagram. Like, yeah. I don't know if you follow Margot Price, but she's just always hanging out with Willie. Like hanging. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, like he's still here. Got it. Yeah. Uh, I think I think that'll be a bad day, honestly. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's all I got. Can I say in one of um the suggested videos for this one? Um, on my page, it's a interview with Toby Keith, and the title is Toby Keith in quotes here i will never smoke weed with willie nelson again <laughs> implying that he has <laughs> of course of you, course you have to. of course i thought that was so funny i was like oh so funny. i'm sure i mean they're just living in nashville together like smoking weed and that's how they came up with this music video and like of course all right of course I'm obsessed. I love it. No notes. No notes on this one. Like a perfect video. I say that every week. A perfect video. It's a perfect video. It's a perfect video. I really do think that music videos are the perfect media. They are. I think they are. I think I'm afraid that you're right. (laughs) Also, last thing. Last thing I wanted to say about Toby Keith. He wrote all of his own songs. Go him. Oh, yeah. Okay. Him. Um, I love, yes. Just just putting that out there. Or at least I think the vast majority of them. Yeah, I think that's great. I think that's something that like, I don't know, like it just doesn't really happen anymore. You know, like. I don't know. Like, I don't know. He. He really wrote Beer for My Horses. I that's incredible he, stuff. Like <laughs> he really wrote Beer for My Horses. Beer for My Horses. I just thought that you should know that. Okay, Not let's wrap a, this sucker up. Do you have anything to plug this week? I don't think so. I'm chilling. Follow me everywhere at Eerie Music, E-E-R-A-E-M-U-S-I-C-K. Love, follow me everywhere at Nevermind Shelby and please follow the pod at Kill the Video Star Pod. 
on Instagram. Um, we have yeah. interesting content coming out over there. Quote unquote content. Um, oh, and hey. sorry, real capital C content is what I meant. And uh, yeah, just stick around. We've got a lot. We got a lot coming down the pipeline. I like to think. I like to think there yeah, are things keep, in the pipeline. Keep those eyes peeled. You never keep know. Those eyes peeled. Not necessarily podcast related, but often podcast related, but also other things in the pipeline. Yeah. Okay. I would agree with that whole statement. Okay. Yeah. We, we love you. Gotta go. I gotta... we, we love, love you. you. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>